0: Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark movies from our different perspectives, mine being the hopeless romantic.
1: And mine being the cynical cinephile. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hamilton.
0: And today we are taking a look at Gingerbread Miracle.
1: The miracles of gingerbread.
0: Yes, I didn't know that uh, gingerbread... Had magic powers? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But, you know, you learn something new every Hallmark movie.
1: (laughs) Yes, and we really do. We really do. So, Stephanie.
0: Yes, Hamilton.
1: Is this movie one that you would watch again? You would sit down, stare at the TV, you know, intently, really be absorbed by it? Or is this one that you might just have on the background while you're preparing maybe some miracle gingerbread? Or... Would you rather not see this one ever again?
0: Um. Well, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. would watch this one again. You would, I you would, you would sit down and watch it? I yeah. would sit down intently, yes. <laughs> stare yes.
1: Staring at the screen?
0: Yes. Full stare, no distractions, bowl of popcorn, glass of wine. Watch this one again. Wow, okay. Yeah, I... Did not expect to enjoy this movie as much as I did. Mm-hmm. When I saw the previews, I thought, "Oh, this looks cute," and I really like Merritt Patterson. And I thought, you know, it's just going to be just a typical run of the mill Hallmark movie that I enjoy. Right. But this one, this one had a little special, a little specialness to it. Specialness to it.
1: Had a little extra ginger spice little, to
0: it. Maybe a little gingerbread magic uh, was getting yeah. to me, but uh, I thought this movie was adorable. Okay. What about yourself?
1: This is one that I probably wouldn't watch again, (gasps) bordering on maybe while I was doing something else. Oh, no. (laughs) That was like a real oh, no for me. (laughs) Only because, technically speaking, this this film just missed the mark very, very hard for me, and it was hard for me to not see these mistakes and, and try to get into it. Um, there were some cute scenes, sure, but it I, I don't know. I, I really felt like this, this movie didn't have the budget that they wanted to. Um, I say that a lot, but I, I really feel like some of these movies just don't have the budget. And when they don't, it, it just doesn't feel like a real movie to me. It feels um, less than, and, and I don't like that.
0: Hmm. I didn't have any major budget concerns about this one. Okay. I feel like the romance and the story and you know everything sort of... I got swept away. What can I say? I-
1: yeah, I mean, the romance, I, I, that's, that's the thing, right? So I, I'm technical, obviously. So mm-hmm. if something is really lacking in technical, it's going to wound me. Uh, whereas if there's, like, you know, lovely romance happening, I, you, you're going to like it. So obviously, I think that that's what's happening here. Because the romance was, it was really fun. There was a lot of fun, cute moments here uh, that we'll obviously talk about. So I think, I think that's the disconnect, is that technically speaking, it really missed the mark.
0: And romantically speaking, it really hit the mark.
1: Yeah, but you don't watch Hallmark movies for the romance. You know, you watch Hallmark <laughs> movies to see the lighting and the, the cinematography. That's why you watch Hallmark movies.
0: I think you would be hard-pressed to find someone that watches Hallmark movies for the technical.
1: You're, you're talking to one right now. Right <laughs> now. You're literally talking to one right now. So besides hard-pressed. <laughs> hard-pressed nothing. I'm right here.
0: Besides yourself.
1: Why don't you go ahead and and build us a beautiful plot summary. Build you? Like like gingerbread.
0: Like a, like a gingerbread yep.
1: house? Yep, see what I did there.
0: Maya is a lawyer helping a family friend sell the Casilla Panaderia, a Mexican bakery where the gingerbread cookies make wishes come true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Alex, the owner's nephew, and Maya's childhood friend shows up to help with the sale. Time spent together and a little gingerbread magic <laughs> helps them realize their true dreams and their love for each other.
1: That was beautiful. I like that one a lot. That was good. Thank you. That was good. And who, pray tell, are these two wonderful people in this film?
0: Yes, Maya and Alex. Uh, Maya is played by Merritt Patterson, who I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. She is lovely. I really enjoy her in the, the Hallmark movies. And Alex is played by John Michael Eckers. He is a newcomer to Hallmark. And I'm not going to lie. I, I'm a, I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm trying. I don't know if you can tell. You're
1: <laughs> holding something back. I, I can hear it in your voice. You're holding something back.
0: I, uh, I'm a fan. Okay. Um, and it's kind of funny because he was giving me. I kept like wondering. I was like. He was giving me some sort of like vibes. I was feeling familiar to me. And I, I couldn't place it. And then I was like, you know, he's he kind of reminds me of Penn Badgley, who you might know from Gossip Girl. And what's funny is he also was in Gossip Girl, but a, the Mexican gossip girl.
1: Oh. So okay.
0: so maybe i don't know maybe they were trying to cast i don't know if he plays like the dan version and the mexican version but
1: huh
0: yeah i enjoyed him i've
1: never seen gossip girl but i'm gonna have to take your your word on that. <laughs> you could be lying right now and i would have no idea <laughs> uh no I, I thought they were both they were both good uh I, I liked him a lot i think he had a lot of uh pizzazz you know um... he, he
0: had something <laughs> oh
1: goodness and yeah i thought they both did did a great job i i think the one that stole the show for me was Tio though, uh, his, his uncle. I, I think he really was a, a huge bright spot in this film for me.
0: Yes. Uh, Luis, he was played by George Montesy and I loved him as well. I really loved Alex and his relationship.
1: I did too. That relationship was was wonderful to see take shape. I mean Alex is struggling because, you know, Tio basically paid for his his lawyering, his school lawyering was that called college university (laughs) he's paid he paid for university and so you know he you got it i got it i was there and so he he kind of struggles because he doesn't love it as much as cooking um and so he he struggles with that and i you know this part of the film i really resonated with because you know for a while there i was going to be you know a chef like i i loved cooking like it was it was everything to me but you know i had to give it up because for the same reason i wanted to you know, make my parents proud, you know, and, and I I don't know, part of me just yearns to be back in the kitchen. It, it's something else. So I really, I really love that about this.
0: You really should see this guy in the kitchen. He's, he's something else. stop. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very lucky because you are a very good cook. Uh, much like Alex and in, in this movie, uh, I loved seeing him in his little apartment. Mm-hmm. He's trying to like do like a, frozen dinner or something he's like you know what i can do better than this no
1: it was leftovers from like a restaurant that his girlfriend gave him and he takes one bite he's like i love that that scene was pretty funny but yeah he's like i can do better than this and so we get a cooking montage uh you know we were live tweeting this on on the twitters with everyone and I, i think we were playing like a little game to see how many cooking montages there were in this film and there was a ton of cooking montages in this film
0: I'm a fan of cooking montages, so uh, I enjoyed. Oh and, and like I loved watching him cook. Uh he was cooking this like shri- the shrimp tacos. Oh, like yeah. oh my gosh, I was my mouth was watering mm-hmm. and not just cuz of the tacos. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, I love that we have this relationship that I could totally like geek out over an attractive attractive man and you're totally cool with it. Yeah, he's very attractive. So let's talk about our meet cute.
1: Okay. Yeah. And again, the these two, we, we've seen this a lot, you know, two people reconnecting. You know, I think we were trying to come up with a, a new word for it, like a meet, meet cute or re-meet cute, you know, something along those lines. So we're still, we're still working on it.
0: <laughs> we are. Yeah. This premise actually was very reminiscent of Sweet Pecan Summer mm-hmm. with the, you know, it's his uncle selling a family business. Whereas in the other movie, it was her aunt. You know, oh, so right. it's sort of yeah. like a little switcheroo because it's the guy's uncle selling mm-hmm. the bakery. Um, and she's helping with the sale of it. And they knew each other when they were younger. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was very reminiscent to me of Sweet Pecan Summer.
1: I, yeah, it had a lot of plot beats there. That you're absolutely right, yeah.
0: Yeah, even like the whole, when they have the, the montage of them meeting potential clients and everything. So I kept thinking of Sweet Pecan Summer. Obviously, this movie was very different other than that um uh than those main points but this meet meet cute re meet Mm -hmm. cute meet again cute meet again cute uh i absolutely loved okay they're chasing a dog dasher dasher is running around and this this meet cute She comes flying through the trees.
1: The dog is quick. The dog is super fast.
0: No, I'm talking about Maya. (laughs) Maya is chasing the dog, but she, I guess, is like trying to catch him. And she comes literally flying through the trees. They're looking for Christmas trees. (laughs) And then falls on top of Alex. Like they just like totally collide. And in more ways than one. And I loved it i loved that it was so such a physical meet cute mm-hmm. and yes we have seen where they like bump into each other or whatever but this one was like extreme it was pretty intense and i thought it was hilarious and very cute
1: yeah it was it was very extreme uh i wish it was kind of kind of shot better for this one i mean they had some overhead shots that seemed a little out of place where they're kind of running around uh like this maze of trees it, it didn't really do it for me but i did like the physicality of it like you were saying the when like literally she cut me right she flies through the trees <laughs> knocks into him he's already covered in dirt um it was it was a really cute thing i actually liked even before that they have a little conversation on the phone um when he calls to talk to tio and he was surprised that she picked up i, I like that interaction a lot too so there's mm. almost like a phone call meet cute you know like a preemptive meet cute uh meet again I, cute a meet again cute that i i thought uh was really nice because we get to see sort of their relationship dynamic over the phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure I've seen that recently. I, I kind of I kind of enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, because she answered the phone and yeah. he recognized mm-hmm. it and he's like, Maya, oh. is that you? Yeah. Yeah, I, This these two, their chemistry was through the roof for me. I just, it, everything felt so genuine to me. And yeah, even just with that phone call, I felt like I could feel all of like the years of you know, tension and Mm
1: -hmm.
0: unrequited love, or actually requited, but, you know, it just, it felt like they felt familiar with each other. It definitely came through on the screen.
1: Yeah, for sure. One thing I I really do appreciate, and we've been seeing a lot of it this year for the Countdown to Christmas, is the representation of different cultures and their Mm -hmm. Christmas traditions. And I, I love that. I love that this wasn't just, you know, the, the French bakery or just a regular bakery that this was a, a Mexican bakery
0: and I mean we love a French bakery we do but. we do love a French bakery
1: but I, I really enjoy that because it was it was really neat to see just sort of that sort of represented it because I I didn't realize that there was an entirely different type of bakery I'd never heard of it before and so getting to see that got me excited I love I love that.
0: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too. I was like, this is something new. This is something I haven't mm-hmm. seen. And I even love that they go into this like tradition where the townspeople sort of um, recreate the, the, the path that like Mary and Joseph walked, mm-hmm. you know, they're looking for an inn and then they end up at the bakery. Right. Like, I just thought that was a really cool thing to showcase. And yeah, I love seeing the way different cultures celebrate Christmas, um, and I, I, I'm I, so happy that Hallmark is, is putting this in these movies for us to see, and so not only are we enjoying romance, but we're getting a cool look into other traditions. Yeah, yes. for
1: sure, and also, I mean, you just kind of touched on it briefly, but there is, you know, a very large religious, you know, kind of overtone to this film uh, where they really talk into that, and it's been a minute since I've seen that in a Hallmark movie. We had that recently with uh, christmas in harmony Mm -hmm. uh, which had the you know the church and everything so it's also nice to kind of see that as well so while i i did love you know that represented i i wish it was it was lit better every time they're in the panaderia it is it's just like this yellow orangish lighting that doesn't seem to be motivated by anything what i mean by that there's nothing kind of dictating the color of the light. They just decided to make it yellow and orange. And it's, it's not great to see that. I, I really wish this had been lit better because it, it, it took me out of the film. And again, maybe I'm the only one watching these movies seeing that and being kind of drawn out from it. Um, but I, I just wish it was a little bit better. And you can see it on the rims too of the, the actors. There's like a bright orange rim on them at all times. Again, not motivated by like a sunset or anything, just it's just there, and so really wasn't my style. Mm. Did you did you see that? Did you? I, I did not. You didn't even notice the yellows. Did, like-
0: no? I noticed that the bakery was very colorful, and uh, yeah, okay. I you know the gingerbread looked like gingerbread. <laughs> and
1: All right, it's just me then. It's just me then. Uh, and it was a little underlit too, but I mean, speaking speaking of of colorful. To me, the funniest part of this film was Maya's sister's photography. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, you know, I, I'm a photographer now. Uh, so whenever there's a photographer in these films, I'm I'm very critical. I'm like hyper critical of photographers, except for Noah from Coyote Creek, who just crushed everything. Noah <laughs> is is my photographer hero. So her sister comes in to the Panaderia. She doesn't have a lens cap on her camera, so she's just walking around with no lens cap on her camera. First big you know, faux pas. And then she starts taking photos, and she's not taking it the correct way. She has a camera in front of her. She doesn't have it up to her eye, and she's just going to town. And then adding insult to injury to this beautifully you know, decorated you know, panaderia, you said the colors and everything, she decides to just make them black and white.
0: Yeah, I that was curious to me also that I'm like why would you turn these photos into black and white when the I mean a lot of the the charm of this bakery is the very vibrant colorful scheme. Um so yeah, that was a a little strange to me if cuz she's taking photos to help the sale. Right. So I've never heard of uh like real estate photos being in black and white you never
1: got on zillow for those lovely black and white <laughs> photos of, of a home i mean
0: no this isn't this isn't for your you know art project sydney <laughs> apparently uh, it is. Apparently, is apparently it is <laughs> this is for the sale of the bakery that so happens to be very colorful
1: well it was those black and white photos that that drew drew in potential buyers but i was i was very kind of shocked by that
0: but it was photos of like hands kneading dough yeah. like that had nothing to do with the actual building <laughs> like yeah. it just seemed more of like an art project for her and like she's like oh maybe gonna get some work from it but the whole purpose was for the sale of it which i think was a little lost um on them <laughs> but i did think that was a good photo i will say that the photo of the hands of the hands with the dough yeah
1: yeah uh yeah the photo of the, uh, the photos of the hands were, were pretty good it, it was a little cliche i'm not gonna go into you know an art critique.
0: One of my favorite scenes um, that wasn't uh, romantic love, but love still, mm-hmm. was between Alex and uh, T- his Theo, where they're decorating the tree together.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, oh my gosh, this scene was so... I don't... It was so genuine to me. I love their... Like I mentioned earlier, their relationship. And so much of it was... Uh, there was a lot of physicality with their relationship and how they show their affection mm-hmm. for each other. Lots of like like shoulder grabs like they would like sort of like, you know, I don't wanna say massage each other's shoulders, but like, a you know, a genuine just like touching shoulders, like rubbing back. Like you can tell they're close and you feel that bond that they have together. And I also love that this was sort of like a different take on the decorating the tree trope is that we have uncle and nephew doing it together Mm -hmm. and they're having these very like real conversations and I just, mm, I just, I loved it. I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful scene and I loved seeing their relationship in this movie.
1: Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right and I think that's a great call out on the physicality because that's, Mm -hmm. you know, um, now that you mention it, yeah, you're absolutely right. I remember seeing that and being like, wow, that's that's really neat. It's a little, it's a very... Uh, small detail, but it adds so much, and it's those small details that we look out for, and those small details that we really appreciate. And the the shoulder grabs and the the pats and everything were were nice, a nice thing to see.
0: Yes, definitely, such a uh, and like we say, these details are what make it seem more real to us. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely felt their connection and their relationship uh, as like a strong one, um, just from those details. And I thought they played uh, their parts beautifully.
1: Yeah for sure I know for sure that was like I said that was one of my favorite probably my favorite part of this film was Alex and and Tio's relationship
0: yeah but you know we are also here for the romance Mm -hmm. Uh, and you've been talking heavy on the on the technical so (laughs) so Alex was it seems that Maya was you know had a crush on Alex when they were more than a crush it was yeah it yeah I mean she was younger but
1: it was a hardcore crush.
0: A hardcore crush uh, when they were younger. But she, you know, she's like, nothing ever happened with us. Nothing's ever going to happen with us. And I'm just thinking, not if those gingerbread cookies have anything to do with it. <laughs> so they have this really interesting relationship that's like, they're like friends. They're friendly, even though they're both in love with each other. Mm-hmm. But they each other doesn't know that they're in love with each other and yes classic Classic. and yes we've seen this before but there was something about these two like it just I don't know like it felt new to me it felt like a fresh sort of take on this sort of romance situation that we have seen before Mm -hmm. and I felt like theirs just goes, like, a little deeper. Like, I felt I felt the depth. Like, especially in Alex's character. Like, I just felt like John Michael brought so much depth to that character. You know, at first we see him and we're thinking, like, oh, he's just kind of like one of those uh, goof-off, like, guys that's trying to, you know, impress their dad. Like, he's a lawyer and he's trying to, to make it in the corporate world in the corporate world but we find him like asleep on his couch and you know his ties and ties and done yeah he's just one of those uh one of those guys but uh when we really get to know him like like you said like there's just there's so much more there Mm -hmm. which usually is but i just love the way he played this character and one of my favorite scenes is when he is making her he he wants to make her carne asada and they just have this really good talk and she's being vulnerable and she's like you know tell him about her worries about if she can make it in a big firm and uh, he says this line the Maya I know can make it anywhere she chooses and I just thought I just I loved that conversation and I love that you see how sweet he is with her and how he still believes in her you know after all these years that you just really see the um, the affection. That it like runs deep for both of them, and I I just love seeing, it. and I feel like they both uh, did such a good job with with these parts.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think they they did. Um, I I think you're absolutely right that you know we get a different take on the you know the quote unquote lazy lazy businessman you know son nephew uh, kind of trope, and and also there there was a bit of depth to them, and I'm I'm trying to think you know. How they were able to do that, and really, what kind of sold it to me, and maybe it is, you know, the acting there um, that really kind of, you know, made me invested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, because normally, I'm I'm not a fan of these. I like you, you like me. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, I just I just don't like those because it just seems so unrealistic in in the world basically, and so I'm not a fan of those. But I, it didn't bother me in this, and I'm I'm really trying to wrap my head around why it didn't bother me. Maybe because it was. You know, we have these sort of deep moments, but that also there's a lot of fun moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we're introduced to to Jacques, uh, when he comes mm-hmm. in to create the love triangle, it becomes very entertaining to me, just sort of ridiculous. I mean, we have Jacques come in; the man's literally wearing a villain turtleneck when he pops in, so you know he's going to be bad news. And then he has mother issues on top of that. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, I really don't see that there was much of a. Um uh, a triangle there that I don't I don't think
1: Oh there's a huge... we got a Bermuda triangle here. No,
0: I know that they made it a triangle I mean Maya but calls I him
1: perfect many times.
0: I did not see that there was much competition <laughs> between Jacques and Alex, but that's just me personally. And yes, like every two seconds this guy is worried about his mother. It so is I so think funny. those just like red flags flying. I mean he all comes in
1: carrying her purse yeah. like <laughs> I have to place Mother's Purse somewhere. Like, it's so silly. Um, and he plays it, you know, very well, too. I mean, because he's apparently like this very, you know, well-known kind of French baker, very confused. And I think there's even a line in here about why Alex is confused. He's like, he's a French baker, but he's not French. Like, I don't get it. His name is Jacques. Uh, it was really confusing, but kind of funny, too. I think they kind of, they played that up, too, mm-hmm. especially with his his villain, Turtlenecks. And and really, I don't know if you thought this, too. I thought the mom was going to do something very villainous you know i thought she was about to ruin my sister's career or something you know crazy like that
0: no we didn't uh we didn't have a villain in in this movie
1: no we didn't no i'm always looking out for him though
0: <laughs> you are like you know the last one the christmas promise obviously the villain in that movie mm-hmm. the bag of ice so. yes definitely. The ba- um
1: bag of ice <laughs>
0: there's there's always a villain. Uh, but not in this one. And I, I really loved the the whole cast in general. I think everyone did such a great job. I especially loved uh, Maya's parents. I mm-hmm. thought they were adorable. We've seen them before in, in Hallmark movies, but I love them together. And I thought they were so cute and they're like making wishes on their little gingerbread yeah, cookies and their yeah. sweaters. They were just really cute as far as Hallmark parents go. I I enjoyed them. I
1: did too. They they gave me those those nice little Christmas parent vibes.
0: They did. Uh and I loved that the whole story of the gingerbread. This was very fascinating to me. I don't know if this is a a real thing um you know in Mexican culture with their bakeries and gingerbread uh or if this was just made up for this movie, but either way I really loved it and I thought it was a really fun idea of like making gingerbread and like making the cookies specific to the person Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cute and uh, Luis has this uh, you know when he's talking about the cookies and the wishes and he says uh, the magic is they're like well what do you think the magic is of the cookies and he says that he thinks it's love But then he's like, it's not just romantic love. It's like family, friendships, neighbors, and just more kindness in the world, Mm -hmm. like bringing more kindness into the world. And so I just really love this idea of the cookies and it bringing more kindness to the world or bringing love or people together. And I thought that was really sweet.
1: I did too. I I, I did like that message of the film. I I think that was a really great message to, to have out in the front. And also speaking messages of the film, they have a lot of really good conversations, you kind of touched on this, about work-life balance mm-hmm. and what that looks like and finding your own happiness. And again, we, we see this in Hallmark movies a lot, this, adi- this idea of work-life balance, but I thought they handled it very um, maturely in this film, very realistically.
0: They do say work-life balance a lot. In this movie, I do remember. I felt like, wow, I feel like they're saying that almost a lot. as many
1: as food montages. Yeah,
0: almost as many. Uh, but no, I liked how they handled it as well. Mm. You know, usually I'm not into movies where there's so much business, but I feel like they played it really well in this movie that it did, never felt it. It never felt heavy-handed or like it was like overshadowing any other parts of the movie.
1: Um, You're right. Yeah, they did. I, it, it's funny you say that because it's like, oh my god, yeah, there was business in here. Yeah, but it never took center stage for me. It was always in the background as I think we both feel like it should be. So yeah, that's a great call too.
0: Yeah, it was weird because they're both lawyers, but it didn't feel like it, like, like a, a normal movie. lawyer. Yeah. You know, we have all this cooking and the bakery and, you know, well, it's obviously because, you know, lawyering is not his true passion. Right. Um, but.
1: No, you're absolutely right. That's so funny. So yeah, yeah. if you want to know how to do a good business movie, watch this one <laughs> watch and this. Have, it, have it in the background.
0: But we do have a lot of fun in this movie as well uh you mentioned that they have like these uh christmas games
1: oh yeah oh the gingerbread <laughs> obstacle course oh my goodness the anticipation to what this actually was was through the roof for me through the roof
0: it was nothing as i expected
1: it did not disappoint though
0: no it was insane <laughs> i was i think my mouth was just like open the entire time like how or like, I really want to know if they had stunt doubles for these or if they I actually did this. Because running around holding those gingerbreads, I do not understand how you do that and not drop it.
1: I mean, I, I don't know what I was expecting. I totally agree. Yes. How, how could they do it? For me, the obstacle course, I almost wanted it to be made of gingerbread. You know, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But to see them go up that uh, inflatable, what is it? Bouncy, bouncy castle houses, slide. Bouncy yeah. houses, Was just so brilliant, so funny. Was not expecting it. Just a true delight because usually we get these sort of obstacle course games and it's like, you know, kind of like a, a snooze fest. You know, to me, it's like, oh, okay, they they have to get the ring over the, this. No, no, I was on the edge of my seat the whole
0: time. Not while you're holding a gingerbread, also decorating it in between yeah. the obstacles. I mean, this, it, yeah, it was insane and it was a lot of fun to see.
1: Yeah, it was it was great. Great job on that. Definitely a great job. Yeah, definitely. My, not I would. It. Yeah,
0: definitely a first. I would say, <laughs> uh, for Hallmark movies and hopefully not the last no
1: i know for real this is bring it back let's bring it back uh just a real quick technical uh i don't know if you caught this the dubbing was a little off to me the audio Mm. mixing and again we've been seeing it a lot this year just whenever that happens again it just takes me out of the film because it it doesn't look like they're talking in the scene obviously audio issues are extremely difficult to handle but it just you know kind of kind of fell flat
0: yeah, I did notice some of the dubbing as well, um, but I enjoyed this movie so much that it didn't it didn't bother me as much as it yeah. normally would. Um, yeah, if
1: you don't like a movie and there's bad dubbing, it is one of the worst things.
0: Yeah, it's gonna push you over the edge for sure. Um, <laughs>
1: push, you, push you over that that Hallmark cliff. <laughs>
0: uh, I feel like it was mostly like outside scenes, so yeah. I guess maybe there was just some Wind noise and, issues, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Also, but,
1: did you notice? And I'm gonna be I'm curious to see if you did. Uh, one of my favorite, not camera moves, but one of my favorite camera kind of setups. Did you notice that in this film?
0: Oh, was it like a Dutch? Oh, you, I I think you yelled out. Oh, Dutch did angle. I? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't even realize he I. He talks that.
0: about Dutch uh, angles all the time uh, when we watch like *Midsummer Murders* or anything. So now every time I see something like off kilter, I'm yeah. like, oh, that's a Dutch. So
1: for those of you that don't know, a Dutch angle is when the camera, you know, normally the camera is straight on, right? If you turn or if you tilt the camera to the side, it creates this sort of dynamic kind of off-kilter scene. And the reason you do that, usually it's in horror films or mysteries is to make the viewer feel like they're on edge, like they're they're tilted basically, right? I've never seen it done in a romantic comedy before, especially during a food montage scene. So, while it wasn't used properly for that scene, it just i don't know it was kind of it was kind of (laughs) fun to see like it was really weird for me
0: i know because usually it's like oh something bad it's it's
1: used in horror films all the time uh so it was it was kind of neat to see a dutch angle used in the hallmark movie
0: yeah that that was interesting i'm glad you enjoyed
1: that i'm glad you called it i'm glad you called it
0: i did and that was the that was the flower throwing scene right
1: that was that was not the flower throwing scene that the dutch was in.
0: Oh, well, I mean, well speaking of the the flower throwing scene, <laughs>
1: that, was, that was good. That we'll
0: was just good. we'll just go right into that. Um, you know, obviously we have flower throwing scenes a lot every time in Hallmark movies, but this one was a little again, they had a lot of the same tropes, but they did them a little differently. And so I am mm-hmm. all about playing up the tropes but then adding a, your own little flair on it. Yeah. So this one was super cute because he, like, it starts with just like a little dab. It's not like full on, like, throwing, you know, right away, just crazy. He's like, he keeps like giving her these like looks, like giving her these lookovers. They're just like talking. And then he just like, so, he's just like, in such a sly manner, just like, boop, just dabs a little flower on her nose.
1: Just a little dabble d, a A
0: little dab. And it was, I just thought it was the cutest thing. Like, I just felt like the, the chemistry between these two, again, just fantastic. Mm-hmm. everything was was working for me. There's another scene where he stops to bring her soup. Oh uh, I love
1: that scene. Yeah. oh my he, he brings her food all the time and and you're right what
0: a, what a man you're a right man. about
1: the romance. I mean, the romance in this film was great to see that sort of relationship and but yeah, that flower scene, and again, we've seen him so many times. I did enjoy it. It was fun. I mean, they even talk about I, I, I don't know why, but the fact they did it as kids made it feel even even better for me mm-hmm. and because tio comes in and he's like what are you guys doing like yeah. we're, we have people out here so it's like i don't know it just there's a history there and it was believable and it wasn't silly because i i think back to you know wasn't there like a rice throwing scene where there's like throwing rice and beans at each other in what? one of our films mm, yeah so not nearly as fun as, as the flower <laughs>
0: No, not nearly as fun. And just back to that, the soup, uh, where he brings her the soup. So, apparent he's also made a cookie, which I mean, just shows what kind of guy Alex is. He's he's not a fan of Jacques, obviously, hates because him.
1: hates his turtle He
0: wants to be with Maya, and all she keeps talking about is how perfect Jacques is, mm-hmm. even though she knows. Come on, she knows what's up. He makes a cookie for Jacques to sort of like a, you know. An olive branch right. uh, to send out. Because he
1: does want to buy the panaderia.
0: Yeah. And so he wants to make a good, put a good foot forward look, if he's going to be buying the bakery, you know, we, we need to be okay with each what other. What a guy. What a guy. I know. So he makes him a cookie. And this whole scene, like their body language in this scene, oh, man, the, the looks, you know <laughs> that I love looks, body language and looks, like you don't even have to be speaking words if you can give me the emotion um, and the the feelings just from your looks or your body language, like I'm, I'm there, mm-hmm. I'm this is it definitely was working for me, and I felt like in that scene, either in like her little because she lives like in the garage at her parents, so they're in this kind of like small space, and there was some serious tension there, and yeah. it was of the the sexual variety. I would say, and she's like walking towards him. So he's like leaving and she's just like, like drawn to him. Like she's like walking towards like, oh, well, um, oh, aren't you going to wish me luck? And like, you could just tell, like, she doesn't want him to go. And you're just like, just tell him to stay. Like what is going on? (laughs) But just scenes like that, like I live for scenes like that, where you don't even have to say much, but you feel everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, while, you know, you sometimes won't notice the lighting, I didn't really notice the the tension in this scene too much, so it's just it's just funny to me. Like I'm thinking about this scene, and I just remember them kind of eating the soup and being like, oh, that's really cool." And yeah, that's really funny. No, I, I didn't notice it, but I'm sure if you noticed it, there are others out there that did as well.
0: Oh, I'm sure they did.
1: Write us in. Let us know.
0: Let me know if you if you were feeling that feeling that scene. Speaking of tropes, again, there were a lot of tropes in this movie. Yes, there was. Um, but again, so we they do them a little a little differently mm. or, or maybe i just enjoyed them better i don't know but they they have an ice skating scene they go ice skating and i have to say a lot of times in these ice skating scenes they don't look like they're actually ice skating like they're just like walking they don't really show their feet or they have yep. like a double these two look like they were actually ice skating
1: yeah and yeah.
0: it, it made me wonder, like, do, does Hallmark or the people that write these movies, do they like ask the actors before, like, can you ice skate? Do you know how to ice skate? And if so, then like, OK, then this is going in the movie because I love an ice skating scene when it actually looks like they are ice skating.
1: Yeah. I mean, we we just call it the tail end of the CCB uh, sister swap movie. And they definitely were not ice skating in that one, in that end scene. They were, they were for sure ice, walking.
0: Ice shuffle? Yeah, ice
1: shuffle. It was, it was pretty funny. So, yes, it is, it is nice to see when they actually kind of do that. And I, I'd be curious to know, too, because, you know, same thing with the coffee cups. You know, is there coffee in them? For some actors, yes. Other actors, no. Um, yeah, I'd like to know. Ne- maybe next time when we interview an actor, we can bring that up because I would like to know the answer.
0: Yeah. A little technical that I'll bring up. Go ahead. Uh, was costuming. I don't know if you noticed, but I really enjoyed the costuming in this movie, uh, especially Maya's clothes. I loved the clothes that she wore. Yeah. And they put her in glasses, uh, you know, when she was like studying or reading. And you know how I feel about glasses.
1: Glasses are great. And we, we rarely see them in these movies. And, and I think I realize why that is. Because when an actor has glasses on, it is super hard to light them. Because you're going to see that soft box reflected in their lens. It is very difficult to do. So, I'm guessing that's one of the reasons why they don't usually do it. But when we do see it, it's great.
0: Yeah. I mean, people wear glasses. I
1: wear glasses. Yeah. You wear glasses. I wear glasses. I
0: love glasses. Um, I think it really can enhance a look.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the, the costuming was done well. And I loved what, uh, what Alex was wearing. You know, give me give me someone in an apron. I'm there for it. I love I love the aprons.
0: Yes, he had the the cool tie in the yep. front. Yep. You, that's how you wear your apron. I guess that's how you are supposed to wear the apron. But we also, if you noticed, have another Henley wearer.
1: <laughs> you know, I don't know if I did notice that.
0: Um, so I don't know. You know, maybe we got some Tyler Hines competition oh, going on.
1: A little early for that, huh? You're tossing it out that <laughs> early. All right.
0: All right. But I did enjoy the clothes that Alex wore as yeah. well. Um, so, yeah, shout out costuming for this movie. For sure.
1: So, obviously, you know, there was a miscommunication when they were kids. Uh, Maya, You had, don't say. I know, right? Maya had written a letter to him. It was lost. He couldn't find his jacket. Uh, eventually he does find it, but it's too late because Maya has his made-up boyfriend. It's a whole thing. <laughs> the thing I liked about this when he, you know he goes back to kind of read the letter again. The thing I really liked about this is that the letter looked worn and well read. Mm-hmm. It was a small detail that um, I'm sure the props department or set design did that really made it feel like an older letter. There was wrinkles in it. It was really, really nice touch.
0: Yeah, I mean, this movie to me felt the whole thing felt very authentic. Yeah, um, yeah for so sure. I really did an, enjoy that as well. And and yeah, I love this scene where you know she finds out that he did read the letter, mm-hmm. and oh my god, I'm getting I'm getting chills just like <laughs> thinking about it right now. So when we talk about scenes that I love, uh, look no further than this scene in this movie. Um, <laughs> you know, they're sitting. This is after the ice skating, the the real ice skating. The real ice skating, and they're they're sitting, and I mean, just again, the way he's looking at her. This man knows how to look at a woman. I hadn't, like, I haven't felt this in quite some time, Uh, from from a movie, not not like in my (laughs) my personal life, but from (laughs) from a Hallmark movie. Like, I don't know what it was, and then when I didn't think it could get better. Alex says, I want to kiss you.
1: Mm. We would love it. My heart
0: leapt out of my chest. And then she says, I want to kiss you too. And I was just like, oh my God, this is perfect. This is going to happen. One
1: would assume it would happen.
0: This is going to be my favorite scene ever. And we don't
1: get a kiss. No, we don't. It was... And normally, these sort of interrupted kisses, it wasn't interrupted in this case, but normally these sort of beforehand kisses anger us, upset us. This felt so real and very mature and adult, which I love. And the fact he asks is just, uh, I mean, I I love when they do that. There's something about just the words coming out, just, I want to kiss you. It's just so romantic. Mm. Um, And it's the difference between this movie and Ice Bag Killer Christmas, that you know, they just they he just goes for it in that one, no, not asking at all. And this one, you get to ask, and it just it makes all the difference in the world.
0: Yes, I loved it, uh, but to me, it was like one of those instances where you know maybe they should have been like, oh, this is a bad idea. We've seen that before, but you know that it is a good <laughs> idea, and you should do it anyways. Like that scene it was so like the chemistry was so palpable if we would have had a kiss i don't know i don't know what i would have done so maybe it was best that it didn't happen i don't think that is true but i mean (laughs) i just oh gosh i I can't wait to watch this movie again just to see the scene and i'm I'm still going to be like hoping for a kiss even though i know it's not going to happen uh so if you are watching this movie if you're listening to this review before you watch this movie i just want to tell you i'm sorry it's not going to happen uh, even though we wanted to so badly and so i don't know I'm, I'm assuming that that part probably wasn't ad-libbed but i do want to shout out the writer of this movie who mm. i think did such a great job and that is tracy andreen she's written many hallmark movies um and yeah great job with this one for sure
1: yeah the, the relationship building was was done very well through the through the writing i i really i really do appreciate that some of the some of the things in this film i do appreciate that yeah So obviously, you know, we're at the end. We got to get out of this Bermuda love triangle uh, between Jacques, his mother, Maya, and Alex. (laughs) So, (laughs) and it's funny to me because at the end, that sort of kind of love triangle that had been kind of brewing is just sort of ignored and kind of, you know, left to the side, even though that Maya is just very, not even Maya, every woman in this town is just in love with this baker, Jacques, who again, very sus, French bakery, French name. Not French at all, it doesn't seem. And Turtlenecks. I mean, this guy has all the mixings <laughs> of a supervillain.
0: I mean, everyone thinks he's a great guy. And by all accounts, he is. is you know, he? I don't know. He, you know. I just, I didn't, I didn't like him there because obviously he was keeping Maya and Alex apart. And I don't even think Maya actually thought he was perfect. I think she was subconsciously just trying to make Alex jealous. Well, he doesn't even finish the cookie.
1: He doesn't finish the cookie that Alex makes for him. He just takes a nibble. He's like, oh yeah, it was all right.
0: Yeah. So he can't be that great. No, he's not. Very ungrateful, I would say. Yeah,
1: So, you know the the main the main thing with this whole film is with Alex and basically needing permission from To to follow his dreams and be a baker, which strikes me as odd because even though that even though that To pays for his lawyering back when he was sixteen, To makes him a cookie with an apron, almost indicating that he knows he wants him to be a baker. So I thought that was kind of an odd thing to me that it it was just strange. I guess he wanted him to have a better life, but at the same time, To was acknowledging his his passion. So they have a conversation, a really nice conversation. Again, any, any scene between these two characters, I loved. Mm-hmm. You know, he gives them the permission, and, you know, Maya's out there talking to Jacques about um, the bakery and the deal. Jacques doesn't want it anymore because his landlord did something, and Alex is, like, listening at the door because he comes out at, like, the perfect time to he interrupt does. and be like, oh, by the way, I was looking for you, too. Um, and everything just kind of works out, and it's... As it does, and it's just one of those things where everybody's happy, uh, even though that Jacques doesn't seem. I mean, I guess Jacques has his mother. I guess that's why he's not upset about losing Maya. And yeah.
0: Yeah, the ending. The ending was it was sweet. It was a tad cheesy, but it worked for me. Mm-hmm. Then, so we get we get our ending kiss at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, I do want to briefly talk about the the red briefcase uh, cookie. Yes. That to me was a little odd. So Luis makes her a gingerbread cookie for her wish, and he makes it in the shape of a red briefcase, which she has. She's a lawyer. But then she finds out that Alex also has a red briefcase. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, you know, we all think that the the magic is in the gingerbread, but I think maybe the person making the cookie has a little inside on that person and they use it to like sort of nudge them, you know? So she thinks back to the red briefcase and it's like, Oh, my wish wasn't, you know, about this. It was all about Alex.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe that, that, that could be a possibility. Um, I don't know if Tio knew that Alex had a red briefcase cause I don't know how often he sees Alex. Well, so there's that, but no, that, that could be, I mean, I like, I always like to, you know, lean on the side of Christmas magic, but Maybe no. it's just a person knowing a person well. And just real quick, I almost forgot. We don't really have conflict in this film. You know, we don't have the, you know, I saw you almost kiss someone else kind of thing, or I misunderstood a text message. You know, we don't we don't have that. We don't have any any secrets. Really, no
0: fight or no fight. No. Yeah.
1: And again, when that happens, I'm I'm there for it. Like we don't need this sort of cheesy conflict in every film. I, I applaud this film, even though. You know i don't like it nearly as much as stephanie does i i applaud this film for doing something different like that and mm-hmm. i think it made it feel a lot better and a lot more realistic to me in that regard
0: yeah like i said it was it was very you know tropey montagey mm-hmm. sort of classic hallmark that we know and love um but just a little different there was enough in there that felt fresh and new to me and again i mean just romance well
1: (laughs) well let's see let's see how this kiss held up for you because it's been building it had been building for a minute
0: it it had been building um the kiss i will give it a solid sparks
1: have we had a blazing inferno yet
0: we have not had a blazing inferno i'm very you know it's this is a a very strict uh (laughs) sort of kissometer that i have going here um the kiss, I feel like, definitely could have been better. Yeah. Um, there was some strange editing that sort of threw me off at the it's end. Technical
1: with, coming in.
0: With the snow. So, yeah, usually technical does not ruin it for me. And this didn't ruin it, per se, but the there it started snowing as they were kissing. And they show it from afar, and then when they close up them on the kiss, it's not snowing anymore. And then, then they, like, go away, and it's snowing, and then they come back, and then there's a light snow. So that... I don't know why I was focusing on the snow, like not making Mm -hmm. sense there, but, um, but it was a good kiss. I would have maybe, I didn't really need the snow there. We don't need snow. We don't need the snow. We, we need the kiss and we need the kiss to be good. And it was, but I, it could have maybe been a little better for, for the rest of the movie and this like, you know, build up for them. But
1: I have a weird theory about the snow and hear me out. This is going to sound very strange. I don't know how granular they were with this film in the very beginning there's a hand dusting with flour slow-mo shot right and to me that sort of flour dusting slow-mo was supposed to sort of mimic a snowfall right and so maybe they're trying to tie in the beginning to the end with that same sort of idea that same sort of dusting feeling wow make it full circle
0: you sound like me now like really trying to Make some I don't know. I'm
1: just trying to give you, you or maybe it's just Christmas and they wanted to know. Or maybe they're trying to make a face start I don't know.
0: I mean as far as stretches go, that that was a <laughs> that was a stretch. But I like it. I like where your head's Thank at. Thank you. Thank you. And there you have it. Everything works out for everyone. Uh you know, we didn't really mention the friends uh in this movie. I, I thought their storyline was cute. I liked, you know, the interactions, but to me it wasn't like enough to I mean, obviously, we didn't even really talk about them in the movie. I like both of the actors, and I thought they did a great job. But I just, I guess we just wanted more of Alex and and me and They sold the show, and Tia,
1: Yeah. And that is Gingerbread Miracle.
0: Yeah, this one surprised me, and I definitely will watch this one again.
1: What surprises me, I think, is I think this is the first one that you've absolutely loved. Mm -hmm. And I've just been sort of lukewarm on it because of all the, the technical issues. So... I don't. It, this doesn't happen often. Um, I'm a little shocked.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm a little disappointed. I'm, I'm a little I guess di- I'll be watching this one again by myself. I guess but. so.
1: Because, or maybe I'll do a half watch. Maybe <laughs> okay. I'll. Maybe I'll try because they do mention the gingerbread recipe, which has less molasses and less ginger. And so I'm kind of curious about. I wish they would have like shown the recipe or given us a little something, but.
0: Well, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm not a big fan of gingerbread.
1: <sighs> I
0: ginger anything really? You don't like ginger,
1: but. But th- I don't
0: think gingerbread cookies taste like ginger. I'm just not. I've just never been a big gingerbread person.
1: See, I'm, I haven't been a big gingerbread person. I'm a big ginger snaps person. Mm, yeah, I don't like those, those are either. Those are incredible, but I digress.
0: But you don't need to like gingerbread to get a miracle, I guess. There you go.
1: There you go. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate you all. We're going strong, even with our adorable little puppy. I'm hoping to get her on the YouTube sometime soon because she is the cutest thing. But, yeah, appreciate it. She kind of looks like gingerbread now that I'm thinking about it. You know, <laughs> she, she has, like, a gingerbread cookie. Anyway, uh, but, yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, please make sure to uh, like, subscribe, thumbs up, thumbs down, review, follow, follow and as rate always. Rate and
0: review. Rate
1: and review. And thank you all for your messages again. I love talking to you guys. We we both do, and it's it's just such a blast. So I hope you guys are enjoying these new movies as much as we are, and we'll see you next time.
0: Yes, thanks, guys.